Welcome to Agency for Agents, a podcast for real estate team leaders and independent brokerage owners looking to maximize profits, effectiveness, and gain freedom for their team and business. Your hosts, Christine Andreasen and Aaron Hendon, have been running one of the most successful real estate teams in the Seattle area for more than eight years. They know building a winning team means finding ways to empower, nurture, train, and develop individual agents to discover their own power, their own agency. On the podcast, Christine and Aaron interview thought leaders in real estate and personal growth to help you impact both your performance and your teams. We know it takes a lot, and leaders and brokers that crack that code reap the rewards of success greater than any they could ever achieve on their own. Jeff, we're so excited to have you. So exciting. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Thanks for making the time. Sure, you know, sure. Appreciate everything yeah. you've contributed to us over the years and the difference you're making for entrepreneurs. And why don't you take a minute and just tell people who you are outside of how we would tell you people who you are. Hi, everyone. So I met Aaron and Christine through many years of collaboration and partnership at Landmark Worldwide. And that was just an incredible privilege in my life to have been leading those programs. Prior to that, I was an entrepreneur and in the business world. So I had that background. And one of the things that hit me when I was in business for myself was the realization one day, and I was moderately successful. I was not wildly successful. Mostly, I didn't know what I was doing. I was right out of college and all that. So the first realization I had was, if you didn't work your ass off, you weren't going to make it. And I looked around me and saw that as a theme, like a 100% theme. I couldn't find anyone who maybe they'd reached a level of success, but they did it because they worked their ass off. And if you weren't there yet, you were working your ass off. Now, that wasn't much of a problem for me at the time because I was single, I was young, and I was making money for the first time in my life. And it was, it was fun, you know? The one thing it did lead me to do was I got dedicated to get better. Mm at this whole business thing. I'd grown up in an entrepreneurial family. So I kind of had the risk, like I liked being my own boss, as we say. And I had the risk part was kind of in my blood, you could say, but I didn't know anything about mm-hmm. business per se. So I, I, you know, I got myself into courses and started to read all the books. And I forced myself to get a subscription to the Wall Street Journal. (laughs) I started to read that thing every day and Business Week and Inc. Magazine and Fast Company. You know, I was and I I was into all that. And then I had an epiphany one day that really has never left me. It's, It's one of the I mean, I haven't had a lot of these in my life, but it seems like when I have them, it's like, I don't know, God speaking to me or something. Yeah, right. It was this realization that everything I was learning and studying about to be more effective as a leader and in my business is what I now call common knowledge. And I don't use common in this context in a pejorative way. It's literally, it's common. It's, it is plentiful. It's everywhere. Mm-hmm. 
and almost like, oh, everyone knows that. You may not be using it, but everyone knows that. Mm-hmm. Like that's common sense business knowledge, you know? Mm-hmm. And I still remember the moment and the day the, and the time of day when I had that realization that that everything I was learning, educating, getting, everyone else was doing the same thing or some version of it. Yeah. And all it was doing was making me more like everyone else Mm -hmm. and vice versa. And there we are in this giant marketplace, whether you view the marketplace as worldwide or just locally, it's still a big marketplace. I mean, if I'm a realtor in Seattle, there's thousands of us, thousands of homes and thousands of you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. As there we are competing with one another, fighting it out with one another, with the same common knowledge that is pulling to get you to be more like everyone else. Yeah. I mean, how in the heck do you do that? It's, you know, and, and it started to, you, me having that realization started to match my experience because I was, you know, as I mentioned, I was still young. I didn't mind working 70 hour weeks. It was kind of fun what we were doing, but I could start to feel that grind mm-hmm. and that, that realization, this might not all work out for me. <laughs> Because I'm going where I want to be going. (laughs) Yeah, because this this pretty constant experience of I wasn't quite getting paid what I thought it was worth. Right. And that I um, and that and that having to compete on price. I mean, that's that's just everywhere. I mean, you know, there you are competing with everyone else. You, I mean, if someone comes to you and says, here's how you do digital media, mm-hmm. you may get some useful things out of it, but they go next door and say the same thing. Right. And, and so everyone's using this same common knowledge. And um, my, my question at that point in my life was, <coughs> where would I go to get the kind of thinking that would give me access to fulfill my vision for my business, Mm. which by the way, I didn't know what it was. I just felt that I had one. It's like, you know, you can feel it, but I couldn't articulate it. And my experience that many, even most entrepreneurs are there. It's, you know, if you ask people why they started their company, a lot of what people say is what they is what is acceptable to say, oh, I wanted to be my own boss or, or who knows what, but it's not really why they started. And we can't really say why we started it because we felt it and we just had to, and we haven't been able to articulate what that feeling was. So, so, so that was me. It's like, where would I go to get access to living true to my vision. And, and uh, I couldn't find anywhere. I mean, I thought maybe I'll go get an MBA. And I I consider that for maybe a day, because then it was like, no, that's just going to be more of the common knowledge, you know? Yes. The good news about that period in my life had led me to landmark, you know, I walked into the forum one day, I I mean, I started to do different things. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, 
to challenge my own mindset and my own thinking. But so I gave up, you know, my brother and I sold our business because I came back from the forum and said, I want to go do that. And so, which I did, that's where I met the two of you. For what, a decade, 10 years? No, 20 years. 20 years. 20, 21 and a half. And then you end up right back where you were. Like, exactly. And, you know, this is the power of those kind of epiphanies or when God speaks to you or or something. Not going anywhere. Because I, uh, you know, as you know, there's this whole collection of humanity in a forum and there's was always a handful of people in there, just like yourself, who were incredibly successful, driven, ambitious professionals in whatever field. Mm-hmm. And it reconnected for me. It's like, my God, these people are sacrificing the same way I did. Mm-hmm. They're in the work your ass off mode, you know? And I remember thinking someone has to create something that gives people a way out where they can both fulfill their ambitions and generate wealth, but to do it in a way that they don't sacrifice their important life commitments. So anyway, that's a probably a long, longer answer. Exactly what we wanted. So this is, you know, the autonomy course has been a 15-year dream uh, to create it and, and, uh, I know when I launched the first one, it was, well, let's, first of all, let's see if anyone shows up for it. When was that? When did you launch the first one? Uh, 2018. All right. So three years. Yeah. yeah. So this, we, I just launched the uh, fourth one. So it was like, I, in fact, I, I can remember saying to my wife, well, if there's at least 20 people in it, it is a go, but it'll probably be the only one because then I'll go do something else. Who knows what? And how many uh, people were in the first one? 50, 53 or something. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Well, I, I felt that people want this. They just don't know they want it because it's not available. Right. It's not out there. And, uh, you know, for the people listening, I mean, there's several ways we could talk about it. But one way is if you consider as, as an entrepreneur, as your own business owner or leader of people, you know, someone shows up to be part of your team and they become someone when they're on your team, be it positive, negative, or some combination thereof. And it's not, they become however they are, either more productive or less productive or more hardworking or less this or more that or whatever it happens to be as a function of who you are as the leader and the business owner. So I found it just enormously powerful to look at it from people become who they are on your team because of the environment you create for that team. And unless that environment is consciously, intentionally created, you end up with a lot of default kind of predictable how someone always is on a team. I don't like teams. I don't like bosses. So-and-so is a good team member. This person over here isn't a good. I mean, you just end up with all that normal kind of stuff. 
So let's just stay on that thought for a second. Obviously, it's, in, you know, the course is the course, but we got, you know, people are listening. I'm interested now. All right. What can a team leader or a business owner, you know, what are the steps or the what's our access to seeing the environment that exists now and actually. Yeah. Yeah. From tabbing it up. Yeah. To be consistent Excellent. with empowering people to fulfill, I guess, both our yeah. vision and their yeah. How do yeah. you look at that? Very good. And my first answer to that, Aaron, is not, okay, this is the only way. And this is the whole truth and nothing but the truth. However. Forget it. We're done. Yeah. 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 I I need a pill, Jeff. (laughs) Yeah. No, this one, I mean, the first place I'd start is enormously powerful as a perspective and a place to stand to deal with it, which is my mindset is both the possibility and the chokehold of our team. Totally. It's not them. It's all in my mindset. And now that sounds great, except when you actually approach it from there, it just takes a real commitment on a leader's part to, I'm going to look here first. I think, I mean, obviously, Aaron and I are blessed. We're all three blessed to have been graduates for whatever, 42 years for me, um, however many years, decades for all of us and because in the matter. But I think one of the things that was so brilliant about your course, for all of you watching, we obviously were in Jeff's course and um, it goes against everything you think that you know about how to be successful. Like when you told me slow down, I was like, does he know who I yeah. am? And yeah, yeah. Saying, has he ever bought a house? This is real estate. There is no slowing down. Right. Yeah. But um, I think when you say that, when it's, you got to look here first, like I'm listening to you right now after being in your course for a year and thinking, damn, I'm still telling my agents, they got to work a 70 hour week to make it. I'm still saying that Jeff. Right. Right. A year later. Right. And so and, yeah. And and by the way, that the capacity to work hard is a necessary skill. Yeah, but then where but, it, it's to use when you need to use it. Right. But yeah, I mean, if you just examine what's getting promoted and sold, I mean, just go on Instagram and what anyone who's talking about productivity or success or or, you know, what, what's getting promoted and sold in the word, world is some combination of motivation and work hard. Yeah, that and work hard, yeah. Which is, that's part of the common knowledge. Right. If I stay motivated and work my ass off, and then a third piece I'd add to that, if I mimic and copy what other people have done, Right. That they say made them effective, then I'm going to end up where I want to end up. And the problem with that is I can, for everyone who claims those three things, I can show you a million people that it didn't work for, who people who authentically showed up every day and worked their ass off and they stayed with a good attitude and they did everything they were supposed to do. That's rampant in our industry. It's it's rampant everywhere, mm. you know, and yet, you know, that's, I mean, I love Lady Gaga, but that's what she's promoting when she wins the Oscar. Don't give up on your dreams. If you persist, you can do it. Mm-hmm. 
So that is a necessary skill, but as the answer to success, it's a major loser. It won't, I mean, uh, the evidence is overwhelming and especially experientially. Yeah. You know, that experience of burnout or that experience of, I have to keep, you know, those, I mean, I think it's rampant in your industry, the number of times you're getting squeezed on your commission, either from, anyway, that's. I think it's really brilliant in your course when you talk about the offering that we are, right? Like yeah. something distinct. You say that, I mean, we could say that right now in this podcast, what what makes you distinct from every other agent? And all of the team leaders and agents will still have all the same answers. Yeah. So it doesn't make you so distinct then, does it? Yeah. In fact, I mean, if, if, if you take the two of you, I mean, if, if someone asks the question, well, why should we hire you? Your answer is going to be pretty good. In fact, it's going to be better than most because you're, you know, in the top 5% or whatever you are. <laughs> but it's still going to sound a lot like the other 5% That's you're exactly with right. and the X percentage below, you know. That's right. It, yeah, exactly. Like these, the the agents that are nowhere near us can't compete, but I'm competing with those other ones and we're all saying the same thing. Yeah, yeah. And doing the same thing, quite frankly. Yeah. And, and, and the more you compete in that way with the same language, and it's essentially motivation and hard work, the more it, the more it's draining. The more it no, leaves you're very you... distinct. We do communication yeah. and integrity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you got your taglines all the way down for everybody. Yeah, yeah. So say a little bit about say a little bit about what um, or you know share a little bit about your coaching on offerings. And, well, and, this and before you get to the offering part, yeah, Jeff, is that just yeah. set up the context for offering? Because I still am left with the question because we. I definitely got the problem. I mean, I now can hear the problem, right? Pain, yeah. Well, just the 70 hours a week and the work hard and the and look, yeah. these because look, there are tried and true things that work in real estate that if you do do the contacts and you do make the calls, that are so there are things that are, you know, like we say, sufficient, yep. uh, required, but not sufficient. Yeah. You know, you could say that the ability to work hard and the ability to keep your mindset is required, but not <laughs> sufficient to guarantee success. Not giving up on your dreams for sure required, but not sufficient. You know, what is, and is it, what's the added ingredient? What is the space that makes it now? I know offering is part of it. Yeah. The biggest piece. So I, yeah, my assuming someone's developed their expertise in their field, you know, so taking that as a baseline, you know, I mean, if someone's going to be a realtor, they got to learn Right. They start out with the basics, but they've got to be committed to be an expert in their field. So assuming that that's happened or is happening, my proposal is that someone's ability and capacity to see the market uniquely and differently gives them a competitive advantage that no one can copy, mimic, or take from them. And it's priceless. It will give them different choices. It will give them different conversations. It will have them speak differently. It'll mean you're in a meeting with clients or potential clients, and you'll hear things no one else hears. And you'll speak to 
concerns and commitments that you'd normally ordinarily would miss. That's that's my proposal is if someone and any committed professional in any field, if they're willing to take on educating their mind in such a way that they engage with the marketplace differently and they see it differently and they assess it differently, it gives them that unique competitive competitive advantage where they, they can step out of the world of, I've got to work seven hours a week to make it. It's really good because, I mean, you just go back to the Lady Gaga analogy, right? It wasn't just that she didn't give up on her dreams. It's that she literally saw things that people didn't see as an artist. She just literally yeah, that's right. an entire meat, a meat dress. I mean, just an entire things nobody else wore. The same thing. You go down the road at Madonna and same right, deal. I right. mean, she literally saw things that people, the beastie, any, any artist that's made any, you know, they can see things in the market in this case, music or whatever that people didn't see. And they, it was a natural expression, but it included not giving and, up on their dreams. And God knows she worked 70, 80, 90 hours a week. That's and, right. That's right. You know, but it wasn't just that it was the. And underline uh, what she saw that was different was connected to her unique expression. Yeah, yeah. That's because right. It's not, yeah. It's not, I see things differently. Like I'm this strategic. Right find a niche and capitalize on it. I mean, right. people do do that. Like, oh, oh, tank tops are in this year. Go, right. go for tank tops, you know? No, but it was her self-expression that she was free to find exactly. road in, right? Exactly. It's, it's almost that it's, you can look back at it and notice that that's what happened. But- yeah, yeah. It wasn't, hey, I'm going to do this dress and that's going to get lots of notoriety. Right. It was like, for her, I would bet it was more like, I have to do this. I'm wearing a damn meat dress. (laughs) Why? Because whatever she'd end up saying. Yeah. No, that's really uh, great. Yeah. And then your offering becomes that finding a way to communicate that to the market. Like, how do you communicate your worth as a realtor, as an agent, as a team leader, if you're out recruiting people to your team? Yeah. There's got to be a future. And the, the challenge with that is I want you to give me a book because you did it and then I'll copy what you did, which is exactly not it. Mm-hmm. Because what you and Christine have done and continue to work on mm-hmm. is your own unique design and creation, which takes real thinking. It's not going to happen overnight i mean if it did it would be way too superficial right right well and we've done that you know we've yeah. pivoted and went okay no what did we do let's just put yeah it. we keep iterating all the time around we that. we're always we're doing it. it right but even our podcast you know i mean you could get a million and seven podcasts from realtors teaching you to sell 10 more houses and we're like we don't want to teach people how to sling real estate until they're 90 right right <laughs> just we want, what else is there who wants to do that yeah yeah so right. what else is there? What yeah. else is there? It's an interesting thing, though, because it's also always changed. Not our self-expression, but how we fulfill on it is forever changing. Right. Right. Consistent with the market. That's really great. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. I love that. And that gives us a place to stand in, in creating our training that we're putting together. Yeah. Is, what is the? Or how does this? Yeah. yeah. And then. Uh, yeah. And well, also, I mean. 
Good. Oh, sorry. Well, I was going to say one of the unique challenges, and it's the case for any, for almost any business, yeah. right. is connecting it to what I want my life to be about. Is it's so much exists as well? I well, I've got to make a living. I mean, you know, so you can get someone. Well, I've just I've always dreamt of being a musician, so they're doing music. Although even there, once you put music into the world of business, it right. changes it. Totally. It's, you know, I always dreamt of playing in the NBA and then you see the business side of it, you know? So, and that's not an insurmountable thing. It's, but again, that takes real thinking and actually designing and creating my real estate business as something more than real estate, as something that allows me to fulfill on what I want my life to be about. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I think Aaron really confronted that in the course. I, I remember one call. Luckily, I wasn't on it, but I heard it later where uh, Richard told Aaron he should quit. How real estate's going to fulfill what my life is for. And Richard's like, well, you should quit. Right. Well, I didn't have any business. I really, what it came down to was, you know, I didn't really have it how any business was going to, I didn't really have anything articulated as what my life was for. Right. You know, I had sort of that had got washed up in the, you know, the the world of business, the force field of business. And it just became, all right, well, this is a good money making career that gives me some free time with my family and it has a flexibility and gives me enough cushion, financial cushion that I don't have to be freaked out about the future. Yeah. So there you go. There's my future. And that was literally the future I had about it, which was, you know, In the breaking, which was well, it was fine, really, for me. It was yeah, like, this is fine. This is what I do, and that's what you're talking about. People just show up at work, right? right. Showing it, you know, it was certainly better than any alternative job I could have. Well, I'll give you. It just occurred to me a piece, a example, or another example of common knowledge that exists in the world today mm-hmm. regarding career and business is just find do do what you love, and the money will follow. Yeah. Then I should terrible. be sitting in the back that's of my boat terrible. reading a book. Yeah, that's yeah, that's right. So in other words, sitting on the beach in Hawaii. And right? the money. Now, it doesn't mean don't do what you love, but right. you get into the world of business and and this goes this connects to the conversation about what is your offer. And the marketplace doesn't care about you and I. It doesn't care what we're committed to. It doesn't care that we have good hearts or not. It does. It just doesn't care. In fact, right. the marketplace is totally fine if you and I fail and go bankrupt. To care less, yeah. In fact, that's part of the marketplace working. So one of the things that I found is powerful to propose to people is as far as the marketplace is concerned, in this case, the real estate market, who you are is your offer. And hardly anyone's ever had the opportunity or been given a methodology to design their offer. And so they're left with just what they inherited, which is I'll work hard for you and I'll take care of you and I do it for a fair price, you know? Communicate. Um, Yeah. 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 I'll answer your phone phone call 24 7 so if you call me saturday night about a house you see on zillow 
and you want me to set up time to show you on Sunday, I will be there for you. Christine's shaking her head because that is her. That is totally. No, that's not mine. Mine is I'll get you more money than anybody else with less time. But who doesn't say that? Yeah. And by the way, that's an important part of your offer and your industry. Yeah. But it's not the um, it's not the priceless part. It's not unique. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the that's not the part that connects with someone's heart and soul that makes it invaluable. Right. And those are the compelling offers. And is this the work we're going to do when we do our blueprint with you? Uh-huh. I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. Excited. Yeah. And and I think that's it's such a great thing to let rattle around, you know, like okay, well what is it that people, you know, that rises above price? What is it that a commoditization? What is it about working with me that's literally is nothing anyone says? Yeah. You know, it's a great, you know, it's a really great question to just let all re- let develop, you know, versus forcing it to be a marketing, forcing it yeah. with a marketing slogan, you know, versus yes. what, is, what is that? And the important human commitments that human being has that I'm hmm. interacting with that my offer speaks to and fulfills. They may not even be, it has nothing to do with buying or selling a house. They're not even thinking about it. And, you know, so, I mean, I love using the example of Harley Davidson, for example, you can buy a better bike for less money, but Harley's not selling bikes. I mean, they want you to do the freedom rides. Yeah. You know, Jeff, Funny you mentioned Harley because I was thinking about you on Sunday. I was sitting outside a coffee shop having a cup of coffee and a guy pulls up in a Ford 350, the yeah. Harley Davidson edition. Yeah. Harley yeah. Davidson on the side, like a yeah. Ford co-branded with Harley Davidson. Now, what in the world is in that truck that has literally anything to do, any different than any other Ford 350 other than Harley Davidson on the side? What yeah. Yeah. possibly different except the entire world that comes from the name and the vision and the experience that one has when one hears Harley Davidson. And now it's associated with this guy's truck. And I go to the picnics and I go to the freedom rides and and I've got a group now that I, that I meet up with and we ride on the weekend and it's a, it's a life that's invaluable. Yeah. And even if I don't go on those rides, that's right. Other people looking at it and me have that vision of that world because that world yeah, is yeah. creative. Yeah. That's awesome. It's awesome. I was literally just rocking on it because yeah. it, it pulled up to me. It pulled up and I was like, oh, this is Jeff's example. Harley yeah, Davidson. Yeah. And that's the world. Of what's the association that people get when they think of you? What's the world that arises in working with you that they can take with them from an experience that is not, you know, what are, what is that? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to exploring that more as we go on. But for just for people for, you know, watching the podcast and they'll get your contact information in the show notes if they want to talk to you more about any any of your particular offerings. But just to even just start to when you're driving around, what is the experience that people are left with you? I mean, I know one of the things that Christine offers and I offer for sure is, you know, when you're with us, you're with us for life. There's Mm -hmm. never a time at which. You ha- you don't have a friend in real estate. There's no point at which you don't have someone you can go to, yeah, 
for questions about any housing, plumbing, whatever. Yeah. And uh, I don't think that's radically unique enough. I think that's also fairly common in the field, but it is one of the things that there's a family aspect to it that's a little bit unique, that has a flavor yeah. of what we're talking about. Very good. Yeah. It so is, anyway. But if you look at it, Aaron, the work that we did to get our calling in the course that we've already mm-hmm. done really doesn't have much to do with any of that or much to do with anything that we're doing. Like, you know, I'm sitting there thinking, how in the world do you have people experience living magical lives in real estate? I'm the Disneyland of real estate, but Disneyland's another one, right? They put up a whole world that has nothing to do with an amusement park when you think of them. But um, but I, I'm excited to see, I mean, yeah, sure. There's things where people can experience living a magical life in real estate, but it's not, it is not the foundation from which I work you know, or- yeah, yeah. Well, we, I mean, one of the big um, traps, again, it's more common knowledge that ends up being crummy advice is, well, do you clearly need to switch careers then? Right. Um, except you put anything into the world of business and it starts to disconnect you from the vision. That's why it takes, it would take real thinking. Just because it hasn't been created doesn't mean it can't be created. Right. Because if it's all based on the circumstances, then we'll all, before you know, we'll all be on the beach in Hawaii. Waiting for the money to come in. That's right. For it to fall from the sky. That's right. We'll just be teaching yoga yoga on the beach in Hawaii. I did that. You know, I mean, I, you know, followed the dead around for years. No money came. No money came. (laughs) No money came. That's right. Smoking yeah. dope and following the dead. Hmm, where's my yeah. money, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, that's great. Yeah. All right, well. But last question, because I always ask, I really do want to know, what are you reading? What are you reading? What should we read? What's the book that you want to blow your oh, mind? Oh, wow. Let's see. Well, what I'm reading right now is Renee Brown, Dare to Lead. Love it. Fabulous. I, oh, I hadn't her. read any of her stuff. Uh, I, I I mean, I realized I had a kind of a small bias against her because I thought she was too pop, like she was too popular. So something's which, off. which was crazy. So anyway, but I and there's a particular I mean, there's a number of things in there. They're just grabbed me. I mean, one in particular, I was listening to it as I was walking my dog and it just like doubled me over with tears of how much. As entrepreneurs and professionals, we dress rehearse tragedy as a way to prepare ourselves for failure. Mm. And the result is we don't experience joy. We don't let ourselves experience joy on a daily basis. And, um, and then she did research. It's one of the things I found I love about her. She researches all this stuff is how she comes up with it. It's not just theory. And she researched what makes someone more likely to experience joy because that's the most vulnerable experience we have because what's on the other side of it is tragedy. And she thought it was going to be because someone's spiritually, spiritually connected. And what she found out in the research is it's people who practice gratitude is what allows you. So anyway, I highly recommend her. That's the latest thing I'm reading. Yeah. Yeah. As long as we're doing these podcasts, it's by far my favorite question is gotten turned on. So many good books. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Very cool. All right. 
Well, Jeff, we really do. We just love you. Appreciate I love your you time. too. Look forward to our yeah. continued partnership. And um, yeah, Can't Christine, anything else? Yeah. Okay, great. Cool. All, All right. right. Party Thanks on. for being with us. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Abundant Life Podcast, brought to you by Christine and & Company and EXP Realty, the global online brokerage powered by top agents and cutting-edge technology. If you liked what you heard, consider subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. Your hosts have been award-winning brokers, Christine Andreessen and Aaron Hendon. For more on them, visit christineandcompany.com.